Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the first edition of the Bagels and Locks podcast of the 2022 year. Is that true as I say that out loud? Yeah, it is. Uh, Yes. Yes. First edition of Bagels and Locks in 2022 with David Santola. My name is Jason Midorski. And once upon a time in baseball, um, if you were hurt or sick, it was called a disabled list. Now, because of the progressiveness of this world, it's called the injured list. And uh, your boy is officially on the injured list. I have come down with the disease known as COVID-19. The rest of my family had it. I thought I dodged a bullet. And, uh, you know, not to sound like our conservative-minded friends right here, but I'm going to give a specific shout-out and a fuck you to the CDC right now. Uh, Reason being, I'm a little bitter. I mean, look, anyone who gets COVID, I think, is inherently a little bit bitter. But as I told you before we were about to start recording, I was supposed to go to a wedding uh, this weekend in the nation's capital. Uh, which in hindsight, maybe I dodged a bullet because I was going to be there on the one year anniversary of the Capitol riots. And uh, assuming I was going to be very inebriated, you know, who who knows what I maybe would have done or said, not to the extent of what the people did, obviously, but, you know, I probably would have gotten into a little bit of trouble. But point being, so my family gets just for a little COVID timeline. So it's New Year's Eve, sitting in bed, watching season four of Cobra Kai, having, you know, I'm ready to go. Days, days all lined up get three missed calls in a row from my dad within a two minute span. So, you know, at that point you're thinking to yourself, all right, someone's either dead or has COVID. Right. I mean, wouldn't that be your line of thinking? Yeah. I'd preferably the former. (laughs) So I answer the phone. My dad's like, yeah, me and mom, uh, me and mom took rapid tests actually to see your parents. They took the at home tests out of courtesy uh, before they went over to your parents' house. Uh, They both tested positive twice. But there was hope. Mac tested negative. So, you know, I got Mac calling me all all over, you know, saying how pissed he is because he now can't go out for New Year's because he's been super exposed. And I'm like, all right, shit, it's New Year's Eve. Guess I'm going to go wait in line for a COVID test for four hours, Uh, which I did, which, you know, the one positive was I got to finish the season of Cobra Kai. Um, Four hours go by. I get my rapid. I get my PCR. I get two rapid results from that day, both negative. At that point, I'm like, okay, we're okay for now. Saturday, Mac, my brother, he tests positive. Like, all right, we need some at-home tests. So mom and my mom and brother drive in some at-home tests. Saturday, at-home test, still negative. Sunday, I take two at-home tests because I wasn't sure if I read the first one right. Both negative. So for those keeping track at home, we got four negative at-home and or rapid tests. Tuesday, we take a day off. Tuesday, take an at-home test, negative. Five for five negative tests. 
And for those of you like my mom who are going to say like, oh, it might just be, uh, there's no way it was five false negatives. I absolutely refuse to believe that. And uh, then Wednesday I'm working, I'm, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go to this wedding. Let me call MedRite and see what the deal with this PCR test. Because in my mind, I'm hoping like, well, maybe they just didn't call me um, because I'm negative, which is the best case scenario. Uh, and I called, I get put on hold. I'm taking a shit while this whole thing is happening. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, sorry, you tested positive. So, so wait, let, let's establish the timeline here. So when did you take the PCR that was positive? Friday. So technically, could I have gone to the wedding within the five-day CDC guideline? Sure. But they also say after that, you have to wear a mask all the time. I wouldn't have worn a mask for a second at this wedding. And it's just like, so, ultimately, ultimately, when there's guests flying in and old people, you don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? So you test, you take a PCR Friday, and then they, you test... Take Saturday, a rapid, Sunday, Monday, take a, Tuesday, and all no, of those are negative. No Monday, but I take a rapid test with the PCR test Friday that was done in the lab, negative. And then at home, one Saturday, two Sunday, one Tuesday. So five in total for rapid slash take home, all negative. All negative. PCR is positive. So, the, damn, that is fucked up. So I guess yeah. technically what it means is I wasn't contagious, which is, you know, good because at the end of the day, I did see people. Um, but again, I'm going based on what was given to me. It said I was negative. And then the PCR test right. made it differ. Um, so you probably had COVID like late December, honestly. Yeah. And the PCR I mean, was just picking up like a little bit of old COVID. I was probably asymptomatic. Look, hindsight 2020. I was in Vegas. Probably got it there if I had to guess. I was in Vegas. This, went to a sporting event in Vegas. This is the Infectious Disease Hour, by the way, by uh, Chase and Dave, sponsored by Binax Rapid Tests. And um, if you were here for sports gambling, that'll be a little bit later. So, yeah, you know, I, I guess it's just like between the CDC, you know, kind of flip flopping on what the requirements are for how long of the quarantine, in addition to going five for five negative, And then the big almighty test coming up positive, I'm kind of just shrugging my shoulders. And I'm thinking like, this is another sham by the healthcare industry. Obviously yeah. I don't, obviously I don't think that, but I, that's how I feel at the moment. Now you got you got uh, you got the short end of the rapid test swab stick here, um, so that sucks. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, happy you're feeling okay, I guess. Yeah. For, fortunately, I'm feeling okay. My mom is already negative again. Uh, my brother's feeling fine. My dad's a little bit sick, but he's a trooper. He's got a long beard. He'll get through it. Uh, but the worst part of all of this is today should be a day of celebration. I should be with you. In New York right now, recording in person, watching sports live. And the reason for that is because sports betting is legal in New York now, which is awesome. Yeah, we got DraftKings here. We got FanDuel. We got Caesars. It's uh, it's going to be a pretty cool time. Um, first, I want to have a moment of silence. So, Chase, please, I'm in a moment of silence um, for all the bookies out there that are about to lose a lot of business. All right. And then I want to have another moment of silence for any bookies out there that may or may not have lost uh, a little bit of money on soccer bets in the last couple of weeks. Moment of silence. Okay. With that behind us. I have one I more wanna... moment of silence. I'm going to give a moment of silence yeah, to myself because there were so many great promos to be had. Like FanDuel and DraftKings were giving you money today. There was one promo where it was like, you could bet win up to 50 bucks if there were three points scored in the Chiefs Broncos. There was another one where you could win up to 50 bucks if there was a point scored in the Knicks Celtics game. 
and I couldn't do any of it because I am stuck here quarantining with my COVID family in fucking New Jersey. Moment of silence, please. Okay. okay. With the negative behind us, I want to officially open the Bagels and Locks podcast up to sponsorship from all of the books that have now gone live in New York. Um, we expect it will be a very competitive bidding process to so make sure you bring the cash to the table. If you want to be the official New York book of the Bagels and Locks podcast where the best picks are made, uh, you can reach out to us through our, uh, our, our Spotify account. With that being said, let's get into some, uh, some recaps of all last week's winnings. So I may, I may have been diagnosed with the coves, but I did have my first winning week in quite some time. Um, and I preface that by saying, I mean, we're coming off a string of two and three weeks, so it wasn't that bad. But this week, we flipped the script, and we're three and two. Love it. I was three and two as well. And honestly, my one loss was in 2021, so it doesn't count. So really, I was three and one. Um, for those of you who don't know, and I think most of the world knows at this point because it's a pretty big deal, uh, I was 3-0 and for a point in 2022. All of my 2022, my first three bets in 2022 all hit. Chase is positive this week. If you're not reading into these signs, it's that 2022 is a year of the Bagels and Locks podcast. 2021, mostly bad. This year, we're going to hit winners all day. It's true. I'm up like 130 bucks this week, which is very rare occurrence for me. I hit, I hit a four-teamer Wednesday. If you are listening and you've been fading our picks all year, first, congratulations, you probably made a lot of money. Second, it's time to flip the script. Time to bet with the boys. All right. So this past week, three and two, uh, two losses, Rams minus three and a half at the Ravens. Uh, Rams won 2019, did not cover. I mean, this one I just botched, Michigan plus seven and a half versus Georgia. But let me tell you, I bet on this game in real life, and it was one of those games where I was so content losing money because I was just smiling the whole time. Because fuck Michigan. Who, do, who likes those guys? Nobody. Yeah. I, I had a lot of money on that, unfortunately. So I hate Michigan, and I couldn't even crack a smile. That one hurt. Uh, my three wins, Eagles minus three at the football team. They covered. I don't remember the score. I said Chop Packers minus six versus the Vikings. Well, Sean Mannion ended up playing Packers 137-10. Uh, so that was a win. And then Baylor plus 100 versus Mississippi. I thought they were playing Mississippi State at first. Realized on air they were playing Ole Miss, said screw it, stick with Baylor. Um, and the fantasy gods helped me a little bit. The fantasy and the betting gods, Matt Coral got hurt. Uh, so that helped me tremendously with the Baylor win there, plus Baylor plus 100. Also, a belated congratulations to you for taking home uh, the fantasy trophy for the second year in a row. We'll, we'll talk about that later. God, what a terrible thing for me to have to say out loud. Whatever, I'm not the Sacco. That's all I care about. Uh, my I, I rode with you on a bunch of those, by the way. And we made some money on uh, on the Ole Miss bet, which I felt kind of shitty about because Coral's leg, but it was nice to make some money there. Um, and I rode with you on one other that I'm forgetting. Um, but anyway, my five, uh, the Michigan loss, which is terrible, and we're not talking about well, it. you I rode with that. me on the Michigan loss then. That's the other one. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that, we're, that was a 2021 pick. It doesn't count. Um, the Michigan loss sucked. Uh, I, I took them every way. I took them money line. I took them points, and they just – Fucked me, fucked me, fucked me. Um, so that was a loss. Uh, I had Oklahoma State plus two and a half. Uh, I think I rode with you there. Um, 
and they just barely covered. That one was a fucking sweater against Notre Dame. Um, Ohio State did not cover. Um, they just won by three, which sucked. I had the minus four and a half. Um, and then I had the Raiders and I had Eagles that I rode with you. And uh, that was that one was a sweater too. I, I took them minus three and a half. They won by four. I have uh, two responses for two of those picks. One, I mean, Ohio State, Utah, what a game. I, I mean, Ohio State, CJ Stroud showing he's going to be just fine next year. Um, and the Pac-12, I just learned, has not won a bowl game since 2019. Wow. Tough time to be a Pac-12 fan. The whole conference, really? Yep, we're over. We have not won a game since Oregon won, I think, the Rose Bowl uh, when Herbert beat Wisconsin. Jesus. And, um, I mean, OK State, Notre Dame, if there's one thing you could count on, it's Notre Dame choking in a big game. You know, when they were up 28-7, I thought, all right, Marcus Freeman are off to a great start. And then they didn't score really after that, and they lost. Yeah. Um, this, that was I, – I never felt good about this bet. Until, like, the last five minutes, I was so confident I was going to lose it. So that was a nice one to get. Well, you know what it was? Spencer Sanders, too, in the Big 12 title game was so, so bad. The Oklahoma State quarterback, I think he threw three or four picks. And the way Notre Dame's defense has been, you know, I know there were opt-outs with Kyle Hamilton, but I thought those guys were going to jump through a wall for Marcus Freeman, and they did the first quarter. Um, and then after that, you know, normalcy reigned supreme. But looking to this week's slate, I got three NFL for week 18 first, college football, and one college hoop. So I'll start with the college hoops because it's the only pick I have today. Going Iowa State plus six and a half at Oklahoma. It kills me to ride with Jay Schaefer this one. And Oklahoma betting um, has lost me quite a bit in the past. Earlier in the year, I took Florida against them. Oklahoma blew them out. Uh, Oklahoma's good. Iowa State, though, is a top 10 team in the country. They played Baylor as close as any team has played this year uh, for the most part. So I don't know. I just think I know they're on the road to play in Norman's tough, but plus six and a half. I like Iowa state to at least keep it close and cover, even if they don't win. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no comments. I, for, for the record, I've yet to watch a college basketball game this year. That wasn't a wake forest game. I you have no somebody feel. the other day. Didn't you? Um, no, it's been kind of rough. Um, we got beat by, in, in our, our, our conference matchups have been tough. We beat Virginia Tech like right at the beginning of the year, and we thought we were going to be good. We beat them away, and then it's been a little rougher. But, um, I mean, this is the best Wake basketball team we've had in a long time. Um, so we're excited about it. But, yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to give you any feedback on college basketball. I would just be speaking out of my ass even more than I normally do. Okay. All right. My, my picks this, this week, sticking with the theme picks, I think uh, the theme for, for week 18, this is the theme right here. Bachman, we're taking care of business week 18. We're taking teams that are favored big against shit teams that need to win for whatever reason, whether it's to get in, whether it's seeding. We're, we're, and there's, those are the board is littered with them this week. And I made the decision. All of these teams are going to cover. I got four of these or three of these because I'm not going to take the Bills one because that's a trap. Um, so we're taking care of business week 18. My first pick is uh, Kansas City today, minus 10 and a half at Denver. I, I'm going to say the same thing for all of these. Like 
Denver has nothing to play for. What's the space is going to get fired, Fangio? Drew Locke sucks. And and the Chiefs, um, they they have seating to play for. They're gonna they're gonna want to win this game. Um, I know they looked a little rocky, especially on the defensive side of the ball last week against Burrow, but I think they're gonna play way better. I mean, the pass defense, they're they're gonna look good against Drew Locke. It's hard not to, and the offense is gonna score points. And I'll I'll give them a pass for defensively last week because uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow may win the MVP when all is said and done now. He's been that good down the stretch. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, – and look, as crazy as it is, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of Tannehill and the Titans, and the Titans already lost to the Texans this year, so it's not inconceivable the Chiefs win and they're the one seed. Um, so I do like this play. I'm going to uh, – I'm actually going to probably throw a bunch of prop bets on Daryl Williams for this game. <laughs> You think they're going to run the ball a lot? What's the, what's the thinking? I think they'll get up early and run the ball. Um, and it's also, you know, the Chiefs secondary, uh, Patrick Sertain, Justin Simmons is very strong. I think their rushing defense is a little weaker. So I think it'll be a lot of running the ball. And then, you know, the classic like 10, 15 yard or so, you know, chunk plays to Kelsey and Hill. Uh, but I do like that Chiefs pick. Um, I'll do my college football pick. And I bet against Georgia last week and they burnt me. But it's Nick Saban, it's Alabama, it's the national championship, and you're getting points. I mean, in real life, I'm going to bet Alabama money line. I've already thrown $75 on it. Um, but I'll go Bama plus three for the sake of this and take the points. Look, it's hard to beat a team twice in one season. And I know, uh, you know, Matichi, the wide receiver, he tore his ACL. He's out for the year. He was big in the SEC title game. It's just Bama looked so dominant last time. And at the end of the day, I think Bama's got the best player on offense and Bryce Young. I think they got the best player on defense and uh, Will Anderson and it's Nick Saban in a big game. It's it's I'd be hard pressed for me to bet against the best big game coach that we've maybe seen ever. Um, and Kirby smarts never beat him. So if Kirby beats him good for him, he's due. He flips the script, but until it happens, I'm not going to be the one to bet against Alabama roll tide roll. I, Kirby Smart has never beaten Saban in Alabama. Well, he's never beaten Saban, period, because prior to that, he was with him. I didn't know that. Wow. He's been lost. there for half a decade at least. Saban, this year, when they lost to AM and Jimbo Fisher beat him, it was the first time Saban ever lost to a former assistant. Wow. It's like the opposite wow. of Belichick. I feel like Bama's had some down years where they didn't make the playoff. I figured Georgia might have beat him in one of those, but damn. Uh, well, all right, Chase saw me pumping my fist on that one. I was going to say this to the end, but I'm riding with you here. Um, shout out Steve Jangaro. He gave me a, a hot stat last night at the bar. Um, and by the way, for, for those of you that don't know, the bar is where uh, real sports gambling happens. Um, that's where you get all the best tips, the insider info. It gets it gets traded at bars. I'm just impressed, that you, got, I'm just impressed that you got him out in New York City. <laughs> that's my takeaway. Yes. yes. Um, he told me, that 61% of the time, if two teams played in a conference championship and then played in a bowl game or a, a playoff game, the outcome is the same. And I sort of get it. Like that game happened a month ago. Pretty much nothing has changed. Why is the outcome going to be different? I get it. Like the game was close. It kind of could have gone either way, but I don't know. It just feels like if Bama's really getting points here, that's a no-brainer to me. I'm not betting against them and the Heisman winner and save it and all that. And 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 Georgia looks bad offensively, by the way. If you want to talk the football of it. 
Yeah, I mean, Stetson Bennett looked good against Michigan. I'm not betting on Stetson Bennett in a big game. Simple as that. No. Uh, my three NFL picks, I'm actually picking all closer spreads. I'm doing the opposite of you. Uh, and this is just three gut picks. So the first one I'm going with is Steelers plus three and a half at the Ravens. Uh, the Steelers have not been mathematically eliminated yet. Big Ben's last game. Tyler Huntley's still in for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is out. I think Big Ben will do just enough for the Steelers to win this game and what could be his last game as a quarterback. Uh, but ultimately what it comes down to, the Browns, for all of their faults, the offensive line is still one of the best in football. T.J. Watt had four sacks last week. Uh, he's one sack away from tying Michael Strahan's record. I think the Steelers' D is about to run wild on the Ravens. Uh, Steelers plus three and a half. And for anyone who's about to criticize T.J. Watt saying, oh, we did it in an extra game, T.J. Watt has only played in 14 games this year. So if he sets the sack record this year, he's actually done it in fewer games than Michael Strahan. Uh, this game, I will not be touching. It's um, such a poopoo platter, but whatever. Big Ben, last game. Impo- and, and Ty Huntley balls. It's not even like you can you can say, oh, you know, Lamar's not going to play. It's, it's Ben's last game. They're just going to roll over. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I saw this line and ran the other way. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think Baltimore has anything to play for, right? But I don't know. They're, I feel like they're never going to roll over against the Steelers anyway. I'm not touching it. That's okay. I'm just, you know, I think Big Ben gets a storybook ending. If people could forget about his past transgressions like they have, then I think he's going to get a storybook ending. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, is it really storybook, though, if they, like, go out with a whimper and don't even make the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know. At least he's beating the Ravens. I guess. I guess that's true. He's beating the Ravens. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to take uh, another taking care of business pick here. I'm taking Tennessee – Minus 10 uh, against the Texans. Um, they need this win. They win, and they're the one seed. Um, and, like, the Texans, I don't know. They're not, they're not going to give a shit about this game. I feel like they got a lot of older vets on, like, short deals that are just they picking just up gave, a paycheck at this point in the season. They just gave Burkhead a one-year extension. Right, I did see that. So Rex will be playing hard, I guess. But, I don't know. They're going to roll over. Tennessee's going to come out. This line, if, if this – if this had been any other team that's like, a, I don't know, a little bit flashier or people like a little bit more, I feel like this line would be closer to two touchdowns. But people doubt this Tennessee team. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they wrote them off after the Henry injury. But this line, I feel like, should be a little bit bigger. It should be closer to the uh, um, the, the Colts and the, and the Bills line. And for whatever reason, it's not. I don't know if they cover necessarily, but I definitely think they win. Um, just because, again, for this, Deontay Foreman's been good. Um, but this team, I mean, we've seen what they've done with Derrick Henry. I don't know if he's going to play this week, but he's back off the IR. And I think they, more so than any team in football, know the importance of the bye because if they get next week off and then get two full weeks before the playoffs, Derrick Henry's locked and loaded and ready to go for that first divisional game at home. Um, yeah. And at this point, look, if they finish 12-5 and five without him, that's a great season. But then you're adding – probably in my opinion, the best running back and football back. One of the few true game changing backs um, where Tannehill can operate out of the play action, this and that. So yeah, they got everything to play for here. So I, I don't know if, I don't know if I would take Titans minus 10, just because the Texans have been a weird team like this year in that regard, but certainly think the Titans are going to win. Um, my fourth pick, biggest field pick of all of them. 
I'm going Falcons plus three and a half versus the Saints simply just because this screams shitty Matt Ryan backdoor cover. And that's my only analysis. What was the, what was the line? Falcons plus three and a half. Plus the Saints haven't looked great. Um, but this just screams Falcons could be down the whole game. Matt Ryan finds a way to cover. Yeah, I think the Saints have something to play for. I think there's like a crazy scenario that they get in, which would make me a little bit nervous about them just running over a Falcons team that doesn't give a shit. But I could be wrong. I mean, uh, they already finished below 500. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just – I feel good about Arthur Smith. I think he's going to coach them to a victory this week. And then you know what? Look, if you're a Falcons fan, uh, you have really mixed feelings on the year because if they win – they're eight and nine, which is like, I don't think anybody had this team pegged for eight wins. Uh, but the flip side is they suck. They're kind of stuck in that purgatory of like, we're not good enough to make the playoffs, um, but we're also not bad enough to get a top pick and really start this rebuild. Credit to Arthur Smith, because when, when they came and beat the Giants, they looked like shit. I thought we were going to be one of their four wins. Um, and the fact that they may get to eight is is impressive. I agree. I don't know. They're, you know, doesn't seem like this team could ever get to 10 or 11, no matter how good the coaching is. So they got some shit to figure out. But uh, I, I was impressed to see that they could uh, get close to 500 here at the end of the year. I agree. Who's your next, uh, who's your next giant spread? So yeah, I'm, I'm taking uh, new England minus six and a half at Miami. Um, I know it's not as big as, as the other, other NFL games I'm taking, but um, same theme here. We're taking care of business. New England needs this game to win the division. Um, Dolphins don't give a shit. I think they're going to play hard for Flores. You know, they're going to want to win this game and, and end the year with an over 500 record. But I don't know. I uh, I don't see them losing this, this important game. Although we have been burned on the New England favorite game at Miami in the last week of the season. We, we, uh, we lost a ton of money on that big parlay. I think it was two or three years ago. Um, so hopefully a little bit of redemption this week. Here's what you have to remember, though. That was a week 17. This is week 18. We're in uncharted sure. territory. Totally different. I'm, I couldn't be with you more. I'm also looking to see real quick, what's the Bills record? It's the same as the as Pats. The they're, they're both 10 and 6. So not that I think the Jets are going to beat the Bills, but the division is technically still in play for the Patriots. Yeah, no, I think if the Pats win, Bills have the, the Bills tiebreaker. win, I think they the do. Bills have the tiebreaker. I thought the Pats had the tiebreak. That doesn't change my pick, but it makes me a little bit less. This is no longer the game of the week. It was the game of the week. It's not the game of the week anymore. The Bills, as of now, have the tiebreaker. So the, all the Bills have to do is beat the Jets, and they win the division. Yes. What is the tiebreaker? Because they, they went one and one on, in the head-to-head, and right? Then it comes down to, like, interdivision record. I don't know. It's a whole thing. But you know what, though? But here's the thing, though, Dave. If the Pats lose – and the Colts win, they have the same record, and I'm assuming the Colts would then hop the Patriots because of head-to-head. I think the Colts are winning in. No, no, but what I'm saying, though, then, right now the Pats are just in seeding. Correct. So the Pats do have something to play for because right now, then, it would be the – I guess I don't really know who you want to play if you go want to go to Buffalo or Cincinnati. But regardless, they have something to play for. Yeah, honestly, if they go to Buffalo or they go to Cincinnati, I'll I'll take the Pats in either of those games as as four or five point dogs. Yeah, but that's next week. All right, my last pick. 
I'm sure Rogers is only going to play like a quarter, but I think that quarter of Rogers playing is comp make enough for me to go Packers minus three and a half at the lions. Hopefully we don't see a lot of Jordan love, but I think Rogers is going to want to at least play the first half. Uh, they have the buy locked up and Rogers. I mean, look, there's going to be guys who won't vote for him because, I mean, we saw one sports writer this week because, oh, he was a distraction to his team. Oh, because of the COVID stuff. Rodgers, you could say whatever. I mean, and look, you can pinpoint they lost to the Chiefs because Rodgers was unvaccinated at COVID. I think they lost to the Chiefs by like three to six as is, and that was with Jordan Love playing. Rodgers plays that game. They win. But regardless, they're the number one seed. They've won the division for the third year in a row. They've won 12-plus games for the third year in a row. They have the bye. Rodgers, I think, is one going to go out there, play at least a half, leave no doubt – that he is the MVP of the league, which I think he is anyway. He'll be back-to-back MVPs, four overall. And, uh, you know, he'll get some work in before the playoffs. Torture division rival in the Lions yet again. Packers minus three and a half. That's my final pick of the season. I hate it. It's okay. Take Dan the man Campbell. Take him with the points. Take him plus 40 with the money line. Jordan Love stinks. We, we've seen it. We know it. I don't think Rogers gives a shit about the MVP and I think he knows he'll win either way. I don't think LaFleur cares enough about any of that stuff to let him play more than a series or two. I think the lions play hard for their guy. I think this is exactly the type of lions end of the season. We could all imagine like, Oh, you know, they, they beat the Pats. I'm sorry. They beat the Packers. You know, and history all gloss over the fact that they didn't start most of their guys for the second half. I'm this is not a pick that I'm taking in my five, but if I had a six, it would be Detroit plus 142. Hold on, let me let me look up one more thing that I did not factor into. Um, so here's the thing, Dave. Right now, mathematically, the Lions are not eliminated for the first pick in the draft. If the Lions lose and the Jaguars win, and the Colts have not won in Jacksonville in six years, as crazy as that is to say. When you think about when you think about how bad the Jags are, I think the Lions are still going to play hard. Dan Campbell's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, you see him in the locker room chopping wood before the game. I don't even know what I mean by that. It just makes sense. But just food for thought. The Jaguars are not going to lose that game, and I think everybody knows it. They're not going to win that game. And if, if the, the thought of Dan Campbell playing lesser players or, or – or, not trying his absolute hardest to win this game because of a draft pick is like ridiculous. It's never happening. I like the lions here. Look, if Rogers plays the first half, uh, I I'm in trouble because I'm going to put, I'm going to put a sizable check on this. So I'm going to bet on Rogers taking it easy. He's an older guy, but, but um, we'll see. All Following right. this one closely. And your final pick. Um, Chase, what are we doing this week? What, what's the theme? Taking care of business, Bachman Turner Overdrive. And the ultimate taking care of business pick this week is Colts minus 15 at Jacksonville. I don't love that stat that they haven't won in five years, but actually I do love that stat that they haven't won in five years because this is the perfect way to break that streak. They're going to kick the shit out of them. They're going to run the ball. Wentz is going to look good. I mean, they need to win this game to get in, and it's Jacksonville. Uh, And Jacksonville looked terrible. They don't even have a coach. They're going to win this game by 30 points. Might tease it up. To uh, take your – you taking care of business a step further, Bachman Turner Overdrive's other big hit is uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
So when it comes to taking care of business and Dave, you ain't seen nothing yet. Nothing. Um, I also want to give one sports shout out. Uh, it's a game we don't bet on because I'd like to at least think we're not that big of gambling degenerates. But in the um, FCS championship, uh, North Dakota State is up 21 nothing in the second quarter. And it's not D1, so they don't get the love that they deserve. But what an absolute dynasty they have at North Dakota State, man. Is that the Dakota that Wentz came from? I think Wentz and Trey Lance. And Lance, right? Yeah. I, some of those programs, you just feel like they could compete in the in the FBS, and they're just like, nah, like let's just No, you'd rather be a big here. fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond. And there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Uh, all right, so my final pick five, Bama plus three versus Georgia, Steelers plus three and a half at the Ravens, Iowa State plus six and a half at Oklahoma. Go Cyclones. Falcons plus three and a half versus the Saints. Packers minus three and a half at the Lions. Rodgers, you better play the first half or I'm going to look like a goddamn fool. Uh, yep, my five and then a bonus. Um, taking care of business. Week 18, Kansas City minus 10 and a half. Tennessee minus 10. Colts minus 15. Big numbers, big wins. New England minus six and a half. And then Bama. Um, I was going to take a money line, honestly. So, you know what? Lock me in on the money line. Bama plus 120. They're going to win outright. And then the bonus, Dan the Man Campbell, Detroit plus 142. Book it. Can I give a, uh, a random bonus pick? Yeah, go. Take Brock Lesnar to win the Royal Rumble. Can you bet wrestling? I feel like they, it's predetermined, so leaks would get you. You can. I'm not, you know, it takes a Fugaz, very Fugaz book. But I just have a feeling he's going to win the Rumble. Look, I'm a Brock Lesnar fan. I hope he does. Where where is it this year? I have no idea. Well, he's currently the champ, actually. Uh, since you and I went to wrestling, Big E no showed, and then lost the belt to Brock. Well, at like Raw or something, or at their New Year's pay per view. At their New Year's pay per view. So Rock has the belt. He would win Royal Rumble and try to win the other belt, or just no? Like I think he's going to lose the belt and then win the Royal Rumble. Ah. When he, would he lose the belt at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I think he's going to lose it to Bobby Lashley, who's like one of the only guys who makes me even more scared than Brock does. So he would lose it to Bobby Lashley and then like be a surprise entrant to the Rumble an hour later? Now you're catching on. That would be a pretty cool storyline. I'm in on that. Had it here first. When it happens, Vince McMahon, give me a fucking job. Um, <laughs> any concluding thoughts for this week's show? Any suggestions? You know, you had COVID before. It was cool to have COVID. Um, or maybe you, maybe it's the other way around. You had it when it was cool. I have it now when every schmuck has it. Uh, I only got like a day and a half more of isolation. Technically I could be out already, but fuck it. I'm home at this point. So, you know, might as well just ride it out. Any suggestions, shows I should watch movies. I should binge. I might do a puzzle. <laughs> my, my only COVID regret. And I did, I'm a COVID hipster. I had COVID in, in August, 2020 before it was cool. Um, I wish I drank more, you know, like I was so worried about being healthy and I was like, you know, I, I could have boozed a little bit. You're, you're stuck up in your house. Might as well get a buzz on. I haven't boozed a bunch, but I have smoked a ton of pot. Make the time pass as easily as you can. It doesn't have to be so painful. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like when Kanye says, how could you be so heartless? Maybe we turn it into how could you be mo heartless? <laughs> All right, my concluding thought, 
Um, don't forget, there's, don't forget, there's no picture here. So I know what you're about to do, and I can see it, and I will try to paint the picture for the audience. But don't forget, this is an audio measure of entertainment. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just rubbing it in your face. So this, those well, of you can't you rubbing, see, better than you rubbing one out on the trophy. So we have, uh, we have the fantasy football trophy here. It's uh, for those of you who don't know, it's about two and a half feet tall, gold plated. It's got a beautiful picture on the front of it, it um, and it's it, got some some sacrifices dangling from it all yeah, it over. It looks like the condom I put on there fell off. Yeah, they they rust. It turns out. So that was uh, that was that was. It, it's there in spirit. The, the, some of it's still there. Let this be but, a sex education lesson, to everybody. <laughs> yep. Check the expiration dates. But yeah, um, but yeah, you do have the trophy. I'll give you props. Just credit to me, really. Um, with this, uh, with this fantasy win, I had the best record in the league by far. Um, and then, you know, got the job done, took care of business, if you will, in the playoffs. Um, just cre- big credit to me. You know, this pretty firmly cements me as uh, the best team in our league, best overall record across eight years, the most playoff berths, tied for the most wins. Um, if I hadn't lost that one year, I'd have the most wins. If I hadn't lost in the finals, so um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you weren't aware of this level of dominance i just wanted to make sure that you uh you were now yeah look i say congrats you know i i'm fortunate that you know for those of you who don't know about our fantasy football league it's split into the american league and national league based on what sides of town we play little league in and uh the american league is now eight eight and oh nine and oh in championships yep eight and oh um jake I'm, and i are both in the american league for the yeah market. i'm proud to say that i am one of those eight um, look, this was a trying year for me in fantasy because, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that I've been a contender every year, but last year I came in third. If Weikert didn't switch my playoff matchup Thursday of week one of the playoffs, I would have won the championship. You know, I had Alvin Kamara scored six touchdowns championship week. Um, I still think 180 points has to be close to, if not a league record in our league for a single week. <laughs> Pretty good. I'll take that one to the grave. Um, but this year, I mean, everyone can attest, even if my teams aren't great, this was the first year that my team has ever bottomed out. And then I've ever even been in the Sacco discussion. Uh, I made it through the wilderness, you know, I made it through, um, there's some more Madonna lyrics there, but I don't know them offhand and they don't really apply to this situation anyway. But next year, I not only commit to, you know, raising a winner again, but even if I don't raise a winner, um, God, that fucking Sacco matchup was one of the most stressful 24 hours of my life. So <laughs> I'm mostly just looking to avoid that again. And um, Brian Flores, I know Dave picked against you, but you'll be my boy for life, you and your defense. Um, and just to bring this whole podcast full circle, another example of Notre Dame shitting the bed on the big stage. Ian Book got sacked. Not once, not twice, not three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten times. <laughs> Wow, he got sacked 10 times. 10 times and threw a pick six. Shout out to the Dolphins D. I'm not the Sacco. Uh, And if you have any ideas for uh, punishments for both Jack Winograd and Adam Belzone, we like to do the punishments in pairs. Let us know. We are open to any and all suggestions. Yep. And uh, I I just, I think we need to acknowledge that this will be the last week of the season one of this podcast. Well, we should probably uh, do, I was thinking sense. we should probably do one more next week is just like a recap for this week's picks year in review type of thing. Exactly. That's what I, this is the last traditional week. Next week we will be have like a celebration a episode. 
We'll have a concluding episode, recap our picks, figure out who won the season. Chase has got a little bit of uh, of, of archiving to yeah, do. If there's, to if, there's any, if there's any loyal listeners out there who are uh, good at math. <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll, yeah. shoot to do, we'll shoot to do next week's together in person. I think, it's, I think it's important for the last week. We'll do a celebratory toast. Celebration of bagels and locks. Agreed. So stay tuned for that, everyone. And on that note, with David Santola, my name is Jason Minorski. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Stay positive and test negative. Mm-hmm.